That's why you still have to call him daddy because he's doing the yelling. No, you call me master. That's what we learned. No, you're getting hogtied, bro. Senpai in the streets, master in the sheets. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone has ever said that about you, man or woman. I don't take that as an insult. (laughs) There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. And Juice. Master. Notice that we sound a little different this week. That's because we are recording remotely due to the coronavirus. Thanks a lot, Corona. Mm-hmm. We hope that everyone is staying safe. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. This week was Casey's turn. Dave, what's this month's theme? We are wrapping up one of my favorite months of the year. It is I Know Kung Fu. We're looking <laughs> at the best and worst of martial arts. So, uh, Casey, you brought a double feature for us this month. So, round two for you. What did you bring? Ooh, I brought Fearless Duo from 1979. And I picked it because it has Yoon Chu in it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know her by name, if you've seen Kung Fu Hustle, she's the chain-smoking apartment owner. And she kicks so much ass. She's so mm-hmm. young in this film. And if you haven't watched Kung Fu Hustle, do we all recommend it. It's fucking fantastic. Burn your house down. Watch Kung Fu Hustle. Thank us While later. Your house is burning down. Yes. This was something I found going down like a trail of looking up people I liked and things that might be terrible. And, uh, well, we can talk about how I did. Casey, we're going to have to hold on before we get too deep into this movie, right? First, okay. we need an <laughs> elevator pitch. Okay. Ooh, yeah. So- You've been binge drinking for about a week now, um, and you're going to real, real tight on money. Are we uh, talking about real life or Corona land? Because it's been far longer than a week, but go on. Okay, it's been a lot longer then. You decide the time. However, you are now out of money. And uh, some homeless guy, he seems pretty cool. He just dared you to go up and make a girl laugh and then immediately piss her off and make her fucking frown. So you're gonna get 20 bucks from this. Uh, you do that, however, you didn't realize that this lady is immensely good at Kung Fu. So um, she's about to kick you straight in the trachea. You're gonna die in about 10 seconds. Gonna need you to sell me this movie before that happens. A family swears vengeance on a ghost-like killer, but gets sidetracked for a few years, training someone wrong and getting hooked on opium on accident. Oops. 10, Ten seconds. seconds. Right on the mark, Casey. Thank you. I mean, that's what I'm good at, running my mouth, just not cashing those checks that it runs. So, you know. I'm going to dispute that the opium addiction was an accident, but we can get into that later. <laughs> yeah, no, There's no, a no. lot I, to talk about here. That was, air quotes, accidentally getting. How do you not notice? Like Surprise! No your cigarettes are suddenly no. awesome. We have a no. crippling drug addiction? Okay, Don't jump okay. ahead. Don't jump I'm ahead. I'm so sorry. I'm we sorry. We have so much to talk about. <laughs> But also nothing. Oh, yeah. Looking at my <laughs> plot notes, I realized we didn't even manage to squeeze in the fact that the main character peed his pants twice. Oh, that's oh, true. That's we haven't even... Okay. Before we get too yeah. excited and into this, Dave, why don't you walk us through the movie that Shitty Cinema watched? Do it, Steve, I, Dave. 
I will fucking try. All right. So Fearless Duo has two separate stories in it that are kind of sort of poorly bolted together. Uh, one is the story of two sisters avenging the death of their family. And the second is the story of a horny con man and his equally perverted master. <laughs> yeah. 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 That accurately well, describes what we watched. I think the student became the master in this film. Actually, but, yeah. You know? Okay. Sorry. Go on. The con man probably had a name. I don't know. I'm just going to call him Dickhead because his it, hair looked like a penis. <laughs> okay, can I just say for once in the history of shitty cinema, I know his name and it's Asan. No, okay, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's Dickhead. Dickhead. I heard awesome every time they said his yeah, name. Yeah, no, it did sound like that. I... Awesome! <laughs> he so tried to make <laughs> he tried to rape me. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Who did? No, skipping ahead. <laughs> the movie opens with Dickhead conning various people, and her first kung fu fight happens after he tells one of the sisters she has a white hole. Uh, he gets his ass kicked by the sisters and leaves in search of a kung fu master. He finds none other than the pervy master we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, the movie cuts back and forth between the two stories. The sisters exploit the classic kung fu trope of my family was killed by the villain. In this, t- <gasps> in this case, a guy named Ghostleg. Uh, they take every opportunity they can to display their kung fu in service of running down ghost leg. Meanwhile, Dickhead and his master have a brief training montage where spear practice results in being raped by ghosts. This is the comedy section of the action comedy. <laughs> is, is that the comedy section, Dave? Are you sure? Feel free to laugh anytime. I went back afterwards and checked. We spent 10 minutes on the ghost rape <laughs> section of the film. After some training, Dickhead's big head gets shrunken back down to size when he fights the sisters again. (laughs) They recognize his kung fu and demand he takes them to his master. Surprise, it's their uncle. Our two plots have been forced together, kind of. Kind of. Well, and they didn't really, they didn't really, like, you know, demand it. They more beat the fuck out of him and then dragged him. Yeah, this was a square peg in a round hole situation. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like they found a square peg and then they drilled around a hole and then couldn't figure out why it would go together. <laughs> Meanwhile, the movie remembers Ghostleg as a thing, uh, so he executes a plot to weaken the uncle by adding opium into the tobacco he sells him. Uh, wait, uh, all right. How do I get in on that plan? <laughs> the sisters and uncle reconnect and decide that their only chance to beat Ghostleg is for all three of them to teach their various kung fus to Dickhead. Three years of training later, Master thinks it's a good idea for Dickhead to marry the younger sister. That or the opium. I don't know which. Or I, it's probably I think the it opium. was. The, yeah, I think it was the opium. But that is the girl that he first told in the beginning of the movie that she had a wide hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, gonna lock now. Up, he's locking down old wide hole, you know? Yeah. It comes so, back full circle. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's a hole. So the younger sister is okay with the marriage, and they're married immediately, like that <laughs> night. But she refuses to sleep with him until he can beat her in a fight. Uh, the movie spends a long time showing us Dickhead getting his ass kicked in the pursuit of getting laid. Mm-hmm. That is exactly our relationship. A that is how... Isn't that everybody's experience? We have a scrapbook about it. Right. Is that why you're so good at patching drywall? (laughs) (laughs) So good. You know, you do it enough. Finally, Dickhead wins a fight against his new wife, and we are treated to a brief scene implying some very weird Kama Sutra sex positions. Uh, Everyone leaves satisfied, mostly us, because we can now finally get back to the real plot. Uh, (laughs) Correction, that was Kung Fu Sutra. Correct. It was Kung Fu Sutra. Yeah. Did he actually call it that? No, but he said he was going to teach her many different styles. Kung Fu oh, yeah, styles, yeah. specifically. Didn't, 
Didn't he specifically call it his bedroom kung fu at one point? Yeah, I yeah, he don't did. remember that. I don't I remember did. that. I think I think you're juicing it. At this point, Uncle mm. Master realizes mm. he's been smoking opium for the last three years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just oh, oh, baby, you got, right. got addicted to opium. Oh. <laughs> Oh no, I got three years of free opium. <laughs> Sounds like a complainer you know, to me. You, you don't know, look that... a gift opium in the mouth. Never. It was, it was like they taught us in Dare. The first three years are free. Right, yeah. And that's how they get you hooked. Yes. They really want to get the hooks in. Now weak and angry, the day has finally come when Ghostleg arrives for revenge. Dickhead debuts his new stanky leg jutsu against some of Ghostleg's minions, <laughs> and the sisters join in, which nets us a pretty bitchin' four-way fight with the two of uh, them and a couple other minions. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, some great back-to-back stuff. Uh, the older sister gets cut down, and the younger sister rages, causing her to lash out and murder the rest of the minions. She joins her new in husband. In spectacular fashion. Yeah. So she joins her new husband to face off against Ghostlike. Uncle Master sacrifices his life to save the fearless duo. I dispute that they're the fearless duo, but okay. Uh, okay. Save it. Save it. Yeah. We'll talk we'll about save it. it. Save it. Uncle Master sacrifices his life, but still get the shit beat out of them. In a last resort, <laughs> Dickhead and his wife ball up like Sonic the Hedgehog and finish him off with a bunch of headbutts. <laughs> yeah, that's a legit strength. That's some kung fu, bro. So much. Yeah. Walking off into the sunset. If you watch none of this movie but 30 seconds, watch the last Last. 30 seconds of the film. Yeah. Okay, Dave, you did a better job than I could have done. Thank you. I fucking tried. You know, I I appreciate you because it was kind of a lot. It was kind of a lot to sort out. It was nothing and a lot all at the same time. This was really shallowy deep i'm gonna say it was like quicksand it tried to be a lot of things and it Mm. didn't really do much of anything yeah um i don't know it definitely pulled at my heartstrings a lot let's look towards the positive here okay girls fucking rule the almost stars of this film and we can talk about them getting overshadowed (laughs) by dickhead you know as soon as we can but the two best fighters in this film were the two girls yoon chun and barbara young barbara young was the little sister yoon chun is the older sister again from kung fu hustle they were spectacular they were were incredible such a delight to watch i mean the actual stars of the film in my opinion well, I really, Yoon Chun, yeah, she is absolutely amazing. I love her. Again, if you haven't seen Kung Fu Hustle, watch Kung Fu Hustle. I love her in that, but she's brilliant in this. She does some of my favorite fight scenes. In fact, the, the top two or three fight scenes that, for me, in this movie are her fucking action. Yoon Chu actually trained at the Beijing Opera School with Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung. So this Ooh, is that's the legendary. same lineage, same skill sets. Yes. In f- and you can yeah. really see it coming through. Super precise. Yeah, she's precise both with her actions as well as when she's using weapons. That's honestly something that this movie did wonderfully was implement a lot of really good weapon play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I loved their use of weapons in it. is a professional, girl. Oh, my (laughs) God. Right. Dude's ass is what I'm saying. Oh, don't don't put that on her. Dave. It's a bow staff, not a pole. It's a pole. <laughs> it's a post staff. 
I bet you she could rip down a stripper pole and beat someone's ass with it. Probably, oh, yes. Like fucking Santa Claus? Hell yeah. That's what I'm going to use my... <laughs> That's what I'm using my COVID relief check for. I have a plane ticket. Hey, when this is over, can you come beat my friend up with a stripper pole? Thanks. I have $1,200, and I can bake good. Okay, but can I throw in an extra $1,200 and actually have her do, like, a stripper thing beforehand? You know what? What she agrees to is what she agrees to. I can't speak for her, Juice. Okay. Let's, okay, uh... so if you got beef with Casey and she invites you to a strip club to settle the score, <laughs> don't go. Dave, you mentioned a really good point about 70s kung fu and the difference between hand-to-hand combat and weapon combat and how it played out in Fearless Duo. Yeah, look, I love the old 70s kung fu and the mm-hmm. old Wu-Tang collection shit. It's just fucking fantastic. But with the hand-to-hand stuff, it really comes through more so in that kung fu that it's it's a dance and it is coming out of in opera school. And right. you yeah. see that. But when they pull out the bow staffs and the swords and hook swords and all these weird weapons throughout the movie and start adding that element into it. It just justifies all of these twirls and spins so much more. And it's absolutely yes. fantastic. In the this. hook swords were crazy looking. They were like hook right? swords that also had like metal knuckle or uh, brass knuckles with spikes on the end of them on the grip handle. So if you can't guard. cut someone, you can punch forward and poke them. The, the hook swords are common wushu weapons and they're fucking awesome i don't know if they're ever actually really used but they're they're just so cool looking i don't remember seeing hook swords before or at least ones that look like that they're very fun they look like candy canes oh, i yeah. can imagine uh... them adapting this to like a christmas movie i really liked when the two sisters fought each other like it was never fighting yeah. for real but training against each other yeah and this was a little bit more even still than like you get training montages where they're you know learning stuff, but it was so mm-hmm. good and so well perfected. It honestly, I noticed at one point that the younger sister in real life had to have gotten blasted on the fucking chin with that quarterstaff. How close they were cutting right to her face. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I'm sure there's some takes that that were not as fun for her. No, <laughs> but you and- too is her precision is fucking fantastic it is beautifully choreographed and she executes this the jabs with it quickly it looks like a real dodge it's fucking beautiful yeah the entire thing i think they'd had the same kind of production value as to what we watched last week with mad monkey but it was less of a big production and more of like one on two like the few fight scenes that they had that were uh you know one v five or six very much suffered from the one guy's kind of sitting back while the other one's running up and he's fighting the one currently and then he falls down right in time (laughs) they're doing jumping jacks in the background to keep their heart rate up you know what i mean (laughs) they're very polite yeah so when you get those really good one-on-one or a lot of i think some of the best fight scenes they did were the 2v1s where you know two of the people were working against one like better opponent yeah the husband and wife against ghost leg yeah Husband and wife against the gangster guy that kicked the shit out of the restaurant. The younger sister versus the two bandits at the road. That was the older older sister. sister. That's Casey and my favorite. Casey, you want to set it up for us? So imagine you're just like walking around with your giant bamboo pole and you're swinging some fish on a key ring around it. And all of a sudden (laughs) you walk in on your weird uncle's pet bottom i guess getting his ass kicked (laughs) by two local secret opium dealers who were uh... dressed in like shirts but different colors so we could differentiate them red and green therefore they're mario and luigi (laughs) also 
it's important to state in the first scene in this film, I swear to God, both of them had mustaches and then one of their mustaches just disappeared for the rest of the film. So I don't know if it got like permanently damaged between takes and they're like, well, fuck it. Maybe no one will notice or maybe that'll like <laughs> signify the passage of time of like, remember when you had that mustache for six months in uh, 1978? Yeah, sure I do. That's the only well, way I could tell it was the 70s. The Talking about the mustache is the reverse mustache of the one guy. Like, the center part was cut out. It was like a reverse Hitler. It looked like dragon whiskers. Like how they oh, yeah. portray yeah. dragon yeah. whiskers. Like dragon whiskers. It looked like a Fu Manchu with a receding hairline on the Fu Manchu. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. It was a lot. But you're walking up, and you see him getting his ass kicked, and you got to do the right thing. So you stick up for him because, you know, obviously he was trained wrong. And <laughs> she comes in. And whoops the ever-loving shit out of these two. And it yeah. looks good. It looks so good. And we talked about how the weapon play is really where it shines. And so we get Yun Chu with a bow staff beating the crap out of two guys with swords. It's great. There's there's no stalling. Both of them are coming at her at the same time. She's deflecting. It looks effortless on her part, but it's very athletic. And we get these really smooth moves like where they trade weapons and she ends up with a sword for a period of time. Yeah. It is a constant smooth moving right like it's yeah absolutely beautiful it's really well timed and well executed it looks really good and the scenes are shot far back so you get a great perspective and you're also able to see them go for seven eight ten second scenes yeah that was the one thing that i've realized these last two movies that we've watched is that yeah there isn't a lot of cutting when the cuts do right. happen it's wonderfully played but a lot of it is just long fucking scenes when there's it, cuts, you can tell there was a spot in the movie that looks like they had to film it on different days, like something got fucked <laughs> up and they had to film it way later. But so there's, there's a, a lot of cutting there, but for the most part, they it looks like they really tried to keep long, long shots for, I mean, not super long, but long shots rather than chopping the shit out of it. The most honest scene of this movie is the very first fight scene of the movie because, <laughs> number one, it's the... It's the fight that kicks off when Dickhead says that the younger sister has a wide hole, and that sets yeah. the tone for yeah. everything you're about to see. And then it's followed up with her just absolutely embarrassing him. Yeah, like publicly, very right. publicly. She does cartwheels around him. All cartwheels in Kung Fu are just flexes. Yeah. That's saying, fuck you. I have enough time to flip around. It looked good, though, because he was punching... When in kicking, when she was doing the cartwheel, and it was it was well timed enough. It didn't look extra cheesy because there's times where I'm like, why the fuck would you ever do a cartwheel? Like even if you were flex, it's just dumb. This actually looked good. I that first mm -hmm. fight scene is really really well done. Yeah, it looks good. But Dave's right; she's just flexing on him. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, he, absolutely. She just completely embarrasses him. Right. Like this is that kung fu fight where. You just dodge everything to the point where everybody starts thinking, boy, if she fights back, that's actually an assault charge for her. <laughs> right, like, right, right. It's like that one point when you're four years old, where you're like, I can, I'm right. going to, I'm big. I'm going to be the mommy now. And you talk back to your mom and try to really like start a fucking scene in public. And she's like, <laughs> that's witnesses cute. don't matter. They don't matter to me right now. And Dickhead gets the shit beat out of him by her. And then, you know, that's not the only time he gets his ass beat. No, he got his ass beat a lot this movie. It's a public embarrassment. It was no. enjoyable to watch. 
a lot of this movie is the main character getting the shit kicked out of him. Yes, it As is. As he should. Well, that, He's terrible. Right. The, w- the main characters absolutely should have been the sisters. They should have been the fearless duo. I yep. think, yeah, that's, uh, that's a whole other <laughs> point of contention. Aren't yeah. they supposed to be the fearless duo? No. That, no. That's what the IMDb plot summary led me to believe, but it fucking yes. lied to me. <laughs> There's one other fight we have to talk about because we would be remiss to talk about the fearless duo without talking about the final fight. Yeah, okay. Right? Because if if nothing else, when we finally get the fearless duo, which is Dickhead and the younger sister, they do some awesome two-person fighting where they're holding each other on the back and using each other and playing off of each other, fighting against Ghostleg. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. It's back bend. Great. Forward bend. Yeah. I use you as a seesaw. They did one of my favorite moves where they basically, uh, he swung her around fireman style and then used <laughs> him to kick the other guy in the head. Just yes. like, Wah! So good. I do love that move. Also, Jay, we get little sister fighting Ghost Legs minion guy, um, mm-hmm. the guy with the hook swords. Yes. And uses it so good. Uh, it really portrays, like, there's a lot of weapon fighting, and I do think that the older sister gets a little bit more of the uh, the weapon screen time, but this really showed her how to, like, she would slide underneath of it when they hooked, and then they tried to swing down. Just the acrobatics and the speed that they worked at was so good. Yes. She's a fan. Yeah, it's well choreographed. She's fantastic. I agree. You're kind of on the edge of your seat because you're like, oh, fuck, is she about to lose a finger? Like, you don't think she's <laughs> gonna get stabbed because she's a main character, but I was like, ooh, she might, like, lose some, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, they killed, they killed a lot of characters that I didn't expect them to kill. They I didn't. expected the master to die. Didn't expect the older sister to die. Well, right, I did. right. I totally expected the older. I expected one of the sisters to die. And as soon as they got married, I was like, ah, that makes sense. So the Damn. older sister's going to die. Jeez, yeah, I did not savage. see that coming. I was still holding on to hope that Dickhead was going to get killed and it would go back to being a movie about the sisters. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you 100%. We were not so lucky, Dave. We were not no. so lucky. Okay, I know Dave and Jay have been chomping at the bit to duke out who is the real fearless duo. Okay, well, it's not who's the real fearless duo. Uh-huh. It's just yeah. It's just who's yeah, the fearless we, duo because it we should be this. out of this. No, 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 it should be okay, the sisters. Okay, does it make a difference if I typed in the fearless DUI? <laughs> does that help? Okay. That is a yeah. whole other hold. It's a different thing. Clearly, the fearless duo doesn't refer to the sisters, even though it should, Dave. I agree with you there. It should. But who it refers to is Dickhead and the younger sister at the end fighting Ghost Leg Killer because they are the fearless duo. Oh. Mm. But there's, they're really not. If you're going to get a title oh. about you, you need to have some type of on-screen chemistry. Yes. And they do not. Also, are hedgehogs fearless? I don't know. Like, don't they ball huh. up when they're scared? Because the last final <laughs> finishing move is that Sonic the Hedgehog entails somersault around the guy till he gets dizzy enough for them to headbutt him into submission. Christ, that confused me. <laughs> I was really, I was like, are we about to see some special effects? Is someone going to start glowing? I'd really like it if they did. Especially because most of the movie, the Kung Fu is really serious. It doesn't do a whole lot of the comedy Uh, Kung Fu. And so the fucking Sonic the Hedgehog bit, you're going, um, what? (laughs) Not like a silly Kung Fu in the action style. Everything else, yes. All of, I don't know who wrote the fucking plot. And I don't know if it is the real plot. I mean, to put it out there, we were watching bad British dubs. 
So yeah, they were fucking awful. This dumps. may be a very different movie. I'm assuming in Chinese. I hope. I hope. <laughs> the IMDb page actually listed as Fearless Master Fighter instead of Fearless Duo. So I don't even know if that's an accurate title for it. Well, if the sisters were the fearless duo, I feel like that would have made more sense. But yeah, that's what they kind of shit the bed on that one. And it should have been more about the sisters and then how the sister. Well, it kind of was because like we said, Dickhead was getting shit on the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah, he really needed a strong woman to really lift him up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, she did their relationship. That gets me to the next part. I feel like we really need to talk about. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a hard transition. The relationship Mm -hmm. was the perfect one. Mm -hmm. One day, her uncle just walks up to (laughs) shithead or dickhead, whatever you've named him. Says, "What do you think of little sis?" And he says, "I think she's a conceited bitch, and she beat me up once." That sounds like exactly how my parents gave Jay my hand in marriage. You know what I mean? It's lovely. I want to be her master. So have he fun says, with that. I'm going to be the boss and she'll have to obey me. Yeah, sure. I'll marry her. And the master's skeptical of that. Yeah, no, no he's like, yeah, I don't think he, she's going to really be that obedient. But yeah, sure, sure, sure. Good luck, buddy. I just want you as like a cool, weird son-in-law, whatever we'd be to each other. Which brings we'd us to Juicen's favorite part of the film. The old fight fuck. Oh, good old fight fuck. Except for normally it's like, you know, <laughs> they're going at it. And they're really like, no, this was, he was trying so hard. And she was just so much better than him that once again, it went back to that same humiliation factor that Dave talked about in the very first fight between them. That's it, what gets it, you, it Randy. full circle, like a hole. No, it's like kind a of big like, hole. Uh... <laughs> The first fight was, I am embarrassing you at how bad you are. This fight was, I am embarrassing you, and it's a kink thing. (laughs) It was a very different energy. I'm emasculating you, and I'm calling your wiener small. It's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but with none of the sexual tension. I was going to reference Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, it's very like, he's like, I'm going to mount you. And she's like, no, the fuck's not. We get really good character insight in that scene as well uh, to the older sister who walks in and starts peeking on them as they're fight fucking. That's a reoccurring theme in this film, <laughs> they're peeking at people fucking, which is just... Perverts. Are glory holes traced back to, like, ancient China? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's just peepholes, not glory yeah, holes. Just, Nobody was just... putting anything in the holes, I guess. Okay, so Casey, you were half right, though. Which half? The initial fight fuck scene was great. I actually enjoyed better, though, the second time after he goes to the master and goes, Master, she kicked my ass. Master, help me. I'm a, I'm <laughs> and a the master dad. tells them, well, oh, show me what she this. did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he goes, show me how she show beat me. you up. Right. Show me on the doll where she beat you up. <laughs> like, <laughs> he comes back. Right, he's asking a lot of really invasive uh, questions, mm. if I'm going to be honest. Important bit of context, again, the master is also the wife's uncle. So this guy's going to his new uncle-in-law saying, your niece won't <laughs> let me fuck her and she kicked my ass when I tried. <laughs> Teach that me uncle. how to beat her up so I can break off a piece. How do I beat her up? <laughs> and he fucking uncle. goes for it. He does. You don't think your uncle would do that for you, Dave? Help me I step fucking uncle. hope not. <laughs> I'm sorry your family isn't close, Dave. <laughs> it must really hurt. It's also, this is when the dub issue with this movie fucking breaks down because our main character, Dickhead, 
Whoever's doing the dub for him can't decide whether they want to go for the John Wayne drawl or this whiny pervert that can't get laid. <laughs> and it's so bad. It might like be if two different John people. Wayne was in Porky's. Oh, no. I. Mm. Okay, Juice. How does this end? How do, where are we taking home the second fight fuck? Oh, the classic fucking kung fu trope, right? So. Is it? Yeah, Dickhead comes back, sees that uh, his new wife is doing laundry, and so proceeds to try to kick her ass. Well, she continues to do laundry while once again completely embarrassing him, using the laundry around her to mm. tie him up, uh, using the stool that she's sitting on to like kick and move around and then block and then set it back down and sit back down while he's trying to get up because, well, he's a bitch. <laughs> and she's still got laundry to do. Jeez, it's not going to do itself, you guys. That's true. And it also makes an awesome weapon. I, I always love it when Jackie Chan does that kind of stuff, grabs a laundry and uses it to fight off his attackers, and it's very well executed in the Fearless Duo. Well, it's kind of like I said, it's the classic Kung Fu trope of when you have a good scene where someone's in the middle of something and they get to use the things around them to right. defend themselves and fight. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. Juice, that's not the the last fight fuck scene, though. No, it is not, actually. Yeah, the fight fuck theme in this movie was the predominant plot of it despite all the ghost like <laughs> bullshit because yeah. this is the one that actually adhered to the rule of three we got the first one where he got his ass kicked we uh -huh. got the second scene where he comes back and loses but a little bit less badly this time at the laundry True. and then finally the triumphant return when he confronts <laughs> his wife in the bedroom with a surprise guest star by the sister coming in for the fight fuck that's true. And he beats them we, both. Yep, we realized earlier that she's a peeper. That's yeah, she's Everybody's a fucking peeper. Yeah. In this yeah, this is... I mean, they don't have TV or internet. What else are you going to watch? But when the fight ends, he wins. And she had said earlier, if you beat me in a fight, I'll do anything you say. So he's like, ah, see, we're going to make whoopee how I like. Now I'm going to learn <laughs> you some things. And he brings out a book <laughs> that I can only assume is the Kung Fu Sutra. With illustrated pictures, and while they weren't explicit, they had different positions, like the sitting putter. And it, <laughs> you would, all of a sudden, it would cut to her in this weird position on the bed, or the jumping frog, which was kind of like reverse crow a little bit in yoga. For your yoga uh, they fans. had the the pupper twist, which is like uh like when our friend Corey gets super drunk. That's when you know when she does like a back bend land bridge situation. <laughs> Um, and the waiting like a, style. The waiting style is the other one with the uh, where you're laying on your side and you have your pointer toe linked around your or your pointer finger linked around your big toe, and you have a real seductive look on your face. So you're like making an L shape with your legs, inviting someone to your holes. Yeah, um, that, that looked like something that was possible for normal human beings. And then there's upside down style. That was the only one I think I could currently achieve <laughs> is the waiting style the upside down you're like you're like a little miss teapot but you got fucking thrown off a table like i don't know how to hold that up good for her um but yeah what was, you know what was the name of the land bridge reverse thing that he did or wanted to do what was that, that one was called the pupper twist 
the popper twist. Okay, so I just want to point out that when they show his wife demonstrating this position, that's the exact same position mm-hmm. that the master kicks Dickhead into earlier mm-hmm. to use him as a footstool. <laughs> was just going to mention so that. I, I'm yeah. going to take that as an example that this was lesson one of the Kung Fu Sutra passed on from <laughs> uncle to Dickhead now being demonstrated on his wife. The women in this family must be fucked in a very specific way. Let me pass yeah. on. Here's my gross diary. <laughs> the Kung Fu Sutra. My mom always oh. said I was good at drawing. Um, okay. Oh, no. Kung Fu Sutra is not the worst thing in this film. No. And I think it's time We're, we stop no. beating around the proverbial bush. Of yeah. The perverted this movie proverbial bush. is problematic as fuck. And uh, there's really more. no two ways to go about this, so we're just gonna dive right in. Ghost rapist. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> Ghost rapist. They are that happened. So for once, we're not just injecting our creepy pathological <laughs> No, this straight nightmares. up call it Yeah, this is SVU. This is real, real Let Chinese me- life. Let me quote. So apparently there is uh, a Chinese tradition about people's remains being in jars and those get broken accidentally and and supposedly it causes a curse. Well, Dickhead breaks one, right? But apparently this causes the master to have a dream where a hot woman comes in and has sex with him in his dream. And and then he's explaining it to Dickhead. And he says, and I'm fucking going to quote this. That's not what happened at all. Dickhead breaks the jar, then Master like reburies it. It's like I'm so sorry. Don't curse him. He knows not what he does. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. He goes to bed. Master didn't have a dream because Dickhead peeped on him getting raped by the Queen. The Queen comes in. She's all quiet. She's like super young and hot. She like just comes over and sits down on her bed. And she's like, "Oops, my boobs fell out. Let's make out." And they fuck. And also, we get to see the Master's vinegar strokes, and it is. Not good. But the whole time, Dickhead is <laughs> watching true. through the peephole and he's like, ha ha ha. And so when he confronts Master about it the next day, he's like, you look tired. Did you have a good dream? Master's like, yeah, I had this really intense dream. Why? Did you watch something? He goes, no, just two bunnies. That's what the guy said. He oh, watched it happen. Oh. So that's why he knows the next day that he breaks a uh, jar and he doesn't apologize. He's like, whoops. <laughs> And then goes and waits in his room. And that's when he hears the queen approach. And you see the door shaking just like it did for the master. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And opens the door. No one's there. He's like, okay. And it does it again. He's like, who's there? Oh, it's me. The queen open up. And he opens up and nobody's there. And then fucking surprise. Literally a fucking surprise. A fucking surprise. It's some giant dude with a bunch of armor on and a sweet beard that he can flip around. Which I called that they were going to do five fucking minutes before this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh And then what does he do after he beats him up a little bit? He rapes him. He cornholes him. He rapes him. And then, yeah, he cornholes him and then rapes him. That's that's exactly, yeah. Which we see with some slide whistle comedy bullshit coming underneath (laughs) it because this is supposed to be funny. But also it's incest because he does claim to be one of his ancestors, like super far removed. So like that just has the added fucked up thing. But I'm going to say the most problematic part of this whole 10 minute scene is when the master said, was talking about his dream and says, 
a pretty girl came into my room and raped me. And I liked it. <laughs> what did you it. do? Oh, that's what he said. What did you do? I laid back and liked it. What do you think? I laid back and enjoyed it. It was the 70s were a different time. No, this movie was billed as an action comedy, and its comedy mm-hmm. is the 10-minute ghost rape scene, the main character peeing his pants twice on screen twice. with a disturbing amount of urine. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole sequence of my wife won't fuck me till I beat her up, which was just weird. It was no, a thing. That was amazing, Dave. I so think part is... of that is because he can't grapple. Like, I feel like he's got no ground game. So he's like, piss your pants so they won't want to touch you. You know what I mean? Like, if I get kidnapped, first thing I'm doing is trying to piss and shit because they're not going to want to hang around me long. So... You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing they tell you. This is his anime season finale dramatic costume change. Is he just, same outfit, just pisses the pants. And <laughs> Proceeds to act like Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. And then balls New up. York subway. Oh, God. He had his head right down in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time he kicks, it just might spray a little on him. Tastes you know like what I mean? piss. He's going to get pink eye. He's okay, like piss you know and what? <laughs> You know what, though? I take it back. If I'm fighting some guy and then I look down and see that he has just dumped a two liter in his pants, yeah. I'm going to be thrown off my fucking game. Right. That's going right, to be so, hard to recover from. So what we've established is that Casey is going to start a school of defense and teach people how to piss and shit their pants on command. Any bodily fluid you can spray, <laughs> do it. The grosser, the better. You know what I mean? If you can make yourself throw up, throw up on yourself. It fucking throw up in your works. hand and throw it at him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Relax your no. sphincter now so you can tighten it back up later. Take back your power. <laughs> throw your shit. Get back to our our ape roots of throw your poop. Throw whatever oh. you can. So anyone that's interested in lessons, contact us. Also, can we have them at your house? (laughs) I already have one studio in this house. I'll have to write off half my house. I don't know how to do taxes, so it just would be really convenient if someone else could do it at their place. Okay, I know this movie has been a bit much, but good with bad. I need to know one thing. David? Fearless oh, duo from 1979. Would you watch it again? Man, you're just going to put me on blast right up front like this. Yes, Ooh. bitch. You know, this is supposed to be an action comedy. It's not fucking funny. Oh. It's I heard a... you laughing. I was laughing at it, not with it. That's fine. <laughs> ah. The kung fu in this is solid, and some of it's really fucking good. But there was no one fight in this that just knocked me back in my seat. It was like, holy shit, I gotta watch that again. There's some good weapons play, but the characters are just really kind of flat. I, there's a lot of kung fu out there, and this didn't do anything for me that's gonna make me go, I gotta see that again, rather than watching something new. So no, I'm probably not gonna watch Fearless Duo again. I'll go watch anything by Jackie Chan, Sam Hung, or Stephen Chow, all of which one of our leads of this has worked with, and I can find her in some shit from them that's actually funny. So, no. Juice, okay. how about you? Uh, you got some pretty solid fight fucking in this, I guess. 
So you might have shown us your hand there, but are you going to sit down and watch Fearless Duo again? Yeah, Dave, we did get not only one fight fuck scene, we got a series that told a story, which was great. We explained that story, and you all know how I feel. And Jesus a lot of the fighting was great. The two sisters are the fucking badasses, and then we have Dickhead, or whose name is actually Awesome! Awesome! <laughs> Who, honestly... He, I think he's decent at Kung Fu, but he plays a fucking moron so good. So good. And maybe the double's playing into it a little too much. But honestly, I had way too much fun with this movie for sure. I'm going to sit down and watch Fearless Duo again without a doubt. So, Jay, you're a connoisseur of shitty Kung Fu just like the rest of us. Fearless Duo 1979, you're going to sit down and watch it again. There is a lot we didn't even really get to touch on. Legally, we can't touch on it. <laughs> <laughs> there are some fantastic kung fu haircuts in Fearless Duo. Oh, we have the yes. guy that has, you know, super long hair, but like the top of his head is sort of shaved back. Like he's trying to combine a fryer tuck with a super long braid that goes down Master. to his butt. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a guy whose head is totally shaved except for two very long pigtails. Did that one was very bizarre. I've never seen that style <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah. The master's mm. haircut looks like they were like, hey, what if your hairline started behind your ears? You can have as thick and long hair as you want, but you have to shave it from like the back of the ears forward. The two pigtails, Jay, were beautiful. I yeah, forgot they really about are. those. Thank you. You're welcome. We also, the master is also leading the awesome Kung Fu master life situated up in the woods, living by himself. He ends up getting, you know, his own apprentice, even though he doesn't want it, of course. He's but a sub. We do, dis despite Dave's fucking sour claims, there is some good comedy. We get a, a pre-Spaceballs joke about how there is a relation of your cousins, brothers, fathers, mothers, <laughs> next door neighbors, right? So I, I got a fucking kick out of that. And also, the other thing Dave said is that there isn't any notable fight scenes. And I totally disagree. The fight scene with Yun Chu where she has the bow staff and is fighting Mario and Luigi is fucking yes. awesome. Mm -hmm. I yes. will absolutely come back just to watch it for that. So yes, I will watch Fearless Duo again. But Casey, finally the question comes to you. 1979's Me? Fearless Duo, would you watch it again? Okay. While you filled in some of the blanks that we missed, there's some behind-the-scenes shit that you guys need to know about. I did a little looking up on this movie. Um, Jung Lee Huang, the guy who plays Ghost Lake. Yeah, he was in it so little, but... Yeah, he, he was mostly <laughs> in it at the end. He's Korean. What up, Korea? He Ooh. actually killed a dude in real life. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But it, what, okay, but listen, don't judge him, you piece of shit. The guy claimed to be a knife expert, and Huang called bullshit and walked away, and the guy tried to lunge and stab him in the back, and he, like, felt him coming, so he roundhouse kicked him in the temple and instantly fucking killed him. Wow. Yes! Apparently he has, like, really, like strong legs so i'm gonna have to google image charts that later like, what the fuck? <laughs> like it wasn't some... on purpose but damn that's like some mirko crow crop right kick hospital left kick cemetery shit right like i would be nervous waiting on him i would hate to fucking <laughs> order up like you know what i mean like i would be so annoying and check back three times like you said no cheese right because i swear to god if my cooks cheese this i will fucking flip okay it's fine okay it will not come to your table cheese on it i promise um, I'm really bummed out to find out Barbara Young, the, the lady who played the little sister, she died super early in her career. She died like not too long after this movie. I think maybe like six or seven years. 
Um, she was like Jackie Chan adjacent. She was working with a bunch of people that had worked with Jackie Chan. I feel like she could have really gone a lot further in her career. Um, and it was possible that she got murdered by her boyfriend or possibly suicided. Okay. Why did this go so weird? No. I don't Casey. know. This is like a cursed film, like fucking Exorcist or something. Um, it's really fucked up. You should Google it. But she did a brilliant job in this film. And the only person she was outshone by was Yoon Chu, of course, which is a delight to watch. Between the long fight scenes, the lack of talking, unless it was a joke threatening to rape someone or get some more opium. <laughs> hell yes, I would watch this movie again. It had some great extended fight scenes. I I thought it was a gem. Uh, trigger warning, just mm -hmm. watch it on mute and uh, maybe skip the 10-minute ghost molestation theme. Oh, my uh, God. Scene. That yeah, was about so. 25 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cinemites, the verdict is in. Three out of four of us are definitely going to sit down and watch this movie again. Dave, you usually end up alone, man. I kind of feel bad for you a little bit over there. You're just not enjoying the good things in life. I, I don't, don't feel bad about my superior it. taste. <laughs> <laughs> you are literally asking to be alone. Okay, Casey, well, this wraps up I Know Kung Fu Month. What do we got on the platter for next month? And it was a good month. Damn Thank good you. month. Thank you. Um. This coming month, since we've all been locked away like Rapunzel's in castles, we all need a vacation, but we're probably not going to be traveling anytime soon. So we're going to do Destination Shitty Cinema. Yeah, yeah. Destination movies, baby. So me in particular, I want to bring an Andy Sedaris movie. And oh, if no. you know Andy Sedaris, he is a really great writer who hires old playboy bunnies to star in most of his films and in this film he's got eric fucking estrada with <laughs> do or die i believe Ooh. it's yeah i think it's like around 1990 ish i don't remember the year right now i it's, shout out to tim while he'll never be feminine enough to listen to a podcast he how he has however <laughs> given us the greatest films to watch thanks tim stay safe buddy um but you really, he actually you had me at playboy bunny yeah he gave me a whole dvd of it's called girls guns and g-strings <sighs> and it has like 12 andy sedaris movies Ooh. like from 80 like five to like i don't know like 97 i need you to send those to me right now uh well you're Juice gonna watch research next week to do. i you know what I'm not going to give Tim back a sticky DVD. I'll just give you the list and you can, you know, figure out how to get those on Amazon or what have you. But okay. I'm really excited for this. So bring your sunscreen, bring your umbrella, get a warm washcloth in case you get any sand in that, the old vajayjay. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to travel with you guys next week. <laughs> guys, thanks for listening to our podcast. Do you have a shitty movie that you want to torture us with? Hit us up on Facebook at sh.ttycinema. Uh, you can email me at Casey at Shitty Cinema. Do you want to yell at Jay? Hit him up on Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People. I don't know. Do you want to help us sound better? Check out the Patreon. Float us what you can. If you can. If not, just check it out. You might like us threatening you on it. And now let's turn out the lights. Just notice that we've been addicted to opium for years. Uh. And go break some jars in a graveyard. Knock, knock. Thank you.